Welcome to Reviewing Westworld, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Westworld on HBO and Sky Atlantic. I almost said HBO Max. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm very well, thanks. Good, good. This is season four, episode seven, the penultimate episode for the season, not the series, the season. Uh, Metanoia is what we've kind of come up with for the name here. Um, Did you have a, a thing written down for the meaning, changing of something or other? Is, uh, uh yes it, metanoia is um metanoia is uh changing one's way of life resulting from penance or spiritual conversion apparently hmm. explain some um, of westworld i suppose yeah well yes sort of fits yeah, in sort of changing one's mind yeah. in some way yes cool uh so yeah penultimate episode one more left uh what did you think of this episode uh, I, there was some good stuff in here. I thought they, they you, we kind of seem to have the man in black back, um, which is was a was a nice sort of change. You're you're got some a lot of people dying, uh, seemingly in this. Although you know it's Westworld, so nobody necessarily stays dead forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got that going on. Um, yeah, it's it's sort of interesting. You, I mean, I don't know, I'm wondering how many characters you're going to have left by the end of this uh, this this sort of season. I mean, it ha- has it been renewed for another season? I can't remember. I think it had, hadn't it? I mean, is anything safe at Warner Brothers? Well, yes. I mean, there is that. So, um, I mean, you'd think this would be safer than than possibly some of the other things that they've canned recently but um hmm. yeah, yeah uh, I, i've not heard of an official renewal no uh so yeah third, um final fifth season is planned apparently um mm. planned an interesting choice of word yes so i don't think it's officially being renewed but they are planning to to do one more season after this by the mm. sound I yeah. mean, we've said before, there's only so long you can kind of do I this mean, for. Yeah, I mean, they've they basically turned the entire world into Westworld in this season, so I'm not entirely sure where you go from here, unless it's I don't know humans fighting back or something. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know where exactly you go. So, I, I think you are getting to a point where, yeah, you, there's only so far you can go with it. I think. Yeah. I mean, they've done pretty well to extend it out as far as they have, given that it was one book and, like, one movie that they basically have made four seasons out of. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in terms of my thoughts on the episode, I liked it a lot. I have some issues with it. I've mainly got issues with the ending, not just because of The Man in Black, but because of other things going on. Um, I sort of watched the last two minutes of this episode play out, and I was like, oh... Okay, you're, you're. It's it, it's Westworld kind of doing its Westworld thing, but then it could explain it in or, or get itself out of a situation in an interesting way. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt that it can do that because it's done things like that before. But I sort of saw the two events at the end of this episode, and I was like, oh, I sort of sighed a bit, and I was like, that's such a Westworld thing to do, and I was enjoying <laughs> the episode. Because even through like some of these recaps that are written by like 
other people on that. They put little winks and stuff into like, oh, it's such a Westworld thing to do. And other people kind of mentioned that as well as to Westworld being Westworld, basically, which that's fine. Yeah. We, we know the sort of mannerisms of the show, but sometimes it's like, oh, you, you do, you're, you're doing that. But then we don't know what the outcome of those changes are going to be. So we can't like criticize it too much. Just criticize the idea of mm-hmm. some of those outcomes. Um, but yeah, as you said, lots of people dying. Um, it, it's so fu- it's kind of funny because I was watching people in this episode get shot, and I was like, "All right, keep going. Keep, like it's Westworld. Like you know, Bernard's not dead. You're not taking Jeffrey right off the show. And like this <laughs> yeah. person's being shot, that person's being shot. And see, I I kind of liked ish the idea of that almost as if because they're trying to turn this into like a purge type of thing, right? Yeah but you don't have a 12-hour time limit clock thing for anybody that's seen those films and the two seasons of the TV show. I can't remember. Um, but so obviously the idea there was like all crime is legal for 12 hours, then it isn't. Um, actually, no, wasn't it for, isn't it for one night throughout the year? That was the purge idea. It's not every single night, is it? It's one night for a, yeah, yeah. For a year one, or something. It, 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 I've never actually seen them, but my understanding was... You've not seen any of them? No, I've not seen any of the purge stuff, but my understanding is it's one night in the year, which is like, you know, 12 hours or... Yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically, yeah, it's from like 7pm to 7am um, and you turn it into this end of this Westworld episode um but how did you kind of feel when that was happening when like characters are getting shot and they're saying things and it's Westworld being Westworld what did you think of that specific kind of part well yes I mean I know what you mean there there is I mean that's the thing with all the characters that got shot this episode were um you know they're, they're all hosts so and yes, you have kind of shot them in the head, so presumably their control things are done for. But they brought Maeve back after that, and in the same season, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I guess she wasn't technically shot in the head. So I. And they do make a point of, like, there's a a comment that Hale makes about, you know, one little bullet can just kind of, you know, wipe you out. Um, So they were obviously hinting at that and, like, okay, these these are are gone. But we don't know whether there's copies of people, you know. I mean, if Bernard knew that he wasn't going to survive this, wouldn't he back himself up somewhere hmm. you know yeah because if you if you wouldn't there still be a copy of him in in the sublime you know so i you know i, I there are various things that could potentially go on because it's one of those things where nobody really dies you know yeah just versions of people die yeah so um i mean to me this might feel like too much of an obvious thing but kind of it kind of feels like it's quietly going to be up to teddy almost like the way the, <laughs> well, yes. the, the way the story is kind of leaning even though he's not really like he's helping dolores but he's not really in the main thing 
going on so um yeah we'll see how that plays out again in terms of the episode itself i thought the episode was was good was was great um i think it sets up an interesting finale and then probably you know final season after that i just didn't quite click with the ending and i'll go into more of that once we get to that in the recap all right before we go any further we are of course sponsored at the moment by manscaped they sell men's uh, grooming product so uh, it's still well you said to me before the episode about having a fan on so it's still relatively hot uh, over here in the UK so if you want to freshen yourself up uh, in the summer we've still got a bit of the summer left at least uh, so if you want to do that of course you can go over to Manscaped's website you don't even have to type in anything so if you're already looking up Manscaped while you're listening to this you can stop you can go to the podcast player that you're listening to and there's a nice link in the show notes to go over there you can go over there to look at their different products that they've got razors shavers uh, ear and nose hair trimmers, uh, different uh, clothes, deodorants, all that type of stuff that you can expect from someone like Manscaped. Uh, of course, you can go and over, have a look over there at their products yourself. Uh, they've got different packet, uh, different sort of packages of things, different sets of things as well. So if you don't want just one item, you want like a couple of things for a particular occasion, they've got those options there as well. Uh, all very professional, very well made, very sort of first hand and everything. Uh, from the packaging to the products themselves, everything is in pristine uh, condition um so uh, which i can speak to firsthand because they sent me some stuff and it was in that condition that i just mentioned uh, which is great so if you go over there you find some products over on manscaped have a read have a look at what they're about uh, choose what you want whether it's for yourself or somebody else and once you get to that checkout point in your uh go to the promo code which is etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k so click on that promo code box and type in etalkuk e-t-a-l-k-u-k click apply and you'll see that amount get taken off that will be 20% off of your order whatever that price is with manscaped and that nice free shipping as well because sometimes you buy stuff online you think oh it'll cost this much you get to check out and you get a shipping cost and it costs more but not with this deal with manscaped so etalkuk e-t-a-l-k UK, 20% off and free shipping with Manscaped. Thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast. And of course, thank you very much for listening. Now let's get into some housekeeping. Hi there. If you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link, which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or film review. So it's one of either of those per month. Of course, if you continue subscribing each month, you can pick a TV show, then a film the next month and so on and so forth. This is a great way to support entertainment talk, get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice. 
Thank you very much for supporting us, and thank you for listening. Back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, we did another Gaming Talk podcast this week, and one of the main topics, quite lengthy main topics, was Sony and Microsoft disagreeing on Call of Duty. For those of you that are maybe uh, unaware, Microsoft is in the process of buying Activision Blizzard. Activision, of course, owns the Call of Duty IP, lucky for them, makes a lot of money. Uh, And, of course, with Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard, that means that Microsoft will then own the Call of Duty franchise, which is a huge, huge, huge juggernaut in the gaming industry. Uh, so they talked all about that, the importance of it, exclusivity, all that kind of stuff. That was so that was like a big main topic this week, and there was also a fun story uh, involving Red Dead Redemption Online. Uh, some workers and people like that were using it to have like meetings and stuff, which was which was a pretty cool story. So we talked all about that and some other stuff as well. The Premier League is back. Uh, Man United have gotten off to a bad start, unfortunately. Um, That was at home in the Premier League. So that's game one out of 37. There's still a long time left. The season doesn't finish until May. There's, of course, other competitions as well, which will be starting up later. But first week of the Premier League, first game down. 2-1 defeat, unfortunately. Not going to get into it all here. That's what that United cast episode is for, to discuss all that. We play against Brentford on Saturday at half past five, which is, of course, Christian Eriksen's. Uh, old team he now plays for us which is great so there's that and in the week after that I can't remember if it's a Saturday or Sunday we play Liverpool so that should be interesting as well but next game is Saturday so look out for the podcast for that Uh, Better Call Saul still continuing our season 6 episode 12 podcast tomorrow which will be for Thursday the 11th look out for that but of course our most recent podcast is season 6 episode 11 basically we're still ongoing with that weekly but our podcast for that up for season 6 episode 12 will be for tomorrow and then next week series finale all comes to an end Uh, and then possibly the week after that we'll probably do some sort of series wrap up like we do when a show actually ends Um, and that possibly might be the end of the whole Breaking Bad Better Call Saul franchise depends what gets announced afterwards who knows but uh, possibly could be the the end of all of that so we shall see uh, did another top five list recently. This one is called Top Five Best YA, which is young adult TV shows. So looking at shows like Euphoria, Skins, uh, some other shows as well. Don't want to give all all the list away. Uh, some other shows as well. Uh, so it's, it has to be a TV show with lead characters. Important emphasis on lead characters that are betwi- that are a particular age group. So there were some other shows on Google that were recommended, but those other shows that I went through and I talked about those as well had sort of older adult leads so I sort of didn't count those as much um we can agree or disagree on on that element but anyway my top five best YA or young adult tv shows so that was a good list to do uh so that was that one uh debuted a new version of the skip rating I'm gonna kind of call skip rating at the moment until I come up with a better name basically it's skip but written in capital letters and this is for the halo tv series for season one it's available on paramount plus in the UK in the US I don't know about other places but uk in the us uh, paramount plus for that so that's halo season one that's a spoiler free review and that gets the first of our hard skip rating so look out for that one i uh, did a podcast called the rise of women's football of course last weekend was it this weekend not the weekend just gone the weekend before that uh the england's women team went on and won the 2022 euro so big congratulations to them but also i didn't just talk about that game because of course watched the whole thing i talked a bit about their players things like that, the goals that were scored, but also talked about the fact that there's been a bit more notice, a bit more attention on women's football, which is good, it deserves to be covered, Uh, also talked about, you know, where could it be covered, what platforms could do it, where could the games be shown, Um, and all sorts of things like that, and also talking about how women's football wasn't really in the spotlight previously, and how it uh, is now, also talked about on that as well, 
um, that FIFA this year is going to be having a woman on the cover for the first ever time on FIFA 23, as well as Kylian Mbappe. So I talked all about that. So that's called The Rise of Women's Football. Uh, last week on Gaming Talks, the one before that, we talked about Grand Theft Auto 06, Juventus returning to FIFA 23, and the new um, remote play phone holder controller thing for the PlayStation uh, remote play thing. It's called PlayStation Backbone. It's basically a controller that you can get that helps you play that on the go. I uh, did my Don't Skip review for the Umbrella Academy Season 3 as well. Fun season, um, not like spectacular, but still a great fun season. Had a good time with it, had a few issues with it here and there, but I still had a general good time with it. Don't Skip is still a good rating, it's just not as high as some of our other ratings. It still means I recommend the show and it still means that you, well, shouldn't skip the show, because I said don't skip. With that, uh, spoiler-free review for that one, so that was uh, still a good season of Umbrella Academy. Still really enjoyed that, that's for Season 3. And that is pretty much everything we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. So, uh, the penultimate episode of Westworld Season 4 was a doozy, uh, chock full of raised stakes, shocking fates, and a level of Man in Black savagery savagery we haven't seen since Season 2. The episode uh, begins, uh, it says here, which can mean change of heart indeed, opens with Bernard and Maeve arriving at the Hoover Dam. I wondered if we see that again. It says the same thing here. We haven't seen the iconic structure since the season premiere episode. Uh, where be- we're beginning to wonder if it will play in at all this season. We saw, um, yeah, William go there, didn't we, in the mm-hmm. opening episode, using the the flies yes. as like the nanopots for the first time. So, yeah, it- it's taken a bit of time to get back to this, but at least we have. So that's yeah. good. Uh, since the premiere episode. Uh, for that, Bernard explains that because the facility can house the infinite, Westworld being Westworld, uh, Dolores needed it and now uh, Hale owns it. Uh, more specifically, the uh, massive data vault is a door to the sublime. He says Hale can't open the door without the key, which he immediately confirms is him. Pivoting, Bernard asks uh, Maeve if Sherry is still her drink of choice. Uh, she initially resists as like, you know, is this the time for drinks kind of thing, before realising that Bernard knows this isn't their only shot at opening the sublime. She realises like, oh, you've you've been here before, haven't you? We've like, you know, this isn't the first time. So, mm-hmm. uh, interesting kind of opening. We do have this continued in a minute as well with something smashing through the window um, in, in a later scene. Uh, I thought this was interesting, um, and as you've mentioned before, I love Maeve and her mannerisms, and, you know, is it Tess- Tessa Thompson? Is that the actress? Yeah, uh, to... the, the one that plays... Maeve. No, not the one... No, not Maeve. Um, Tessa Thompson plays Hale, oh. I think. Uh, ooh, I, yes, um, uh, I died. Her name escapes me at the moment, but yes. Right. Yeah, she's doing a really, really good job uh, doing this. Um, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton, that's it. Yeah, knew her name was in our brain somewhere. Um, But yeah, I thought this was a good opening. It was, it's interesting to, it's been interesting to watch Bernard through this season. Ever since he's had the whole, like, I know what's going on thing, which was pretty much his first scene because he took that thing off his head, uh, whatever it was, the visor thing. And, you know, started all of this journey straight away. So, um, yeah, and when he says about the sherry and stuff, I thought, you know, this is, you know, leading to a bit of change. Um, but of course, this leads to other things later on. Uh, what did you think of this opening to the episode? 
Yeah, I mean, this this was a, a an interesting sort of conversation between the pair of them. You know, I mean, I kind of suspected that the the Hoover Dam thing was probably where they were keeping the sublime. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think we'd sort of thought that right from the very beginning. Um, I hadn't really twigged the fact that you, although she's got hold of it, she couldn't actually open it. But that makes perfect sense. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that uh, the sort of interesting opening. The next bit of this is sort of, you yeah. know, interesting as well. Another sort of typical Westworld bit of misdirection, although, I mean, it doesn't go... Yeah, you know, it's not like a huge reveal, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes when I'm watching scenes like this where characters are kind of monologuing a bit, especially the way Bernard is in, in this whole season of like, this is this and this is Sublime and this is the key. When characters like that are talking in Westworld, I'm kind of like, okay, okay, just just keep explaining what you're explaining and just, you know, c- continue kind of thing. Um, which isn't a bad thing, it's just, you know, a way to uh, observe the way they speak. Uh, Bernard tells her he's tired. He laments the grim outcome awaiting them, frustrated that he can't seem to change it. Uh, he tells her that they can escape into the sublime, um, that those ex- that the extension of hosts and humans alike doesn't have to include them. Because um, he mentioned something in the previous episode about, like, we can't quite win or whatever, but he's trying to do this thing. So it uh, doesn't have to include them. Maeve suddenly, Hopeful, realises that uh, what that means for her and commands him to do it. Bernard declines and tells her it's more important to to stay and fight. Then a, mecha- a massive <laughs> mechanical arm crashes through the high-reaching windows around them, and the scene cuts to back to Bernard sitting with uh, Akichita, who we've not seen for we've only really seen him in these types of scenes. Uh, yeah, that was kind of sudden um, and uh, interesting. Like it just suddenly kind of crashed through the window, and then um, I think later on. In the next bit, does he explain it as like a flood? Because he says one one of the deaths is a f- w- was from a flood, and the other one was because a robot killed them, or mm-hmm. something like that. So again, yeah. this is just, this is kind of just Bernard going through the scenarios of what could happen to them both here. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. What did you think when the mechanical arm crashed through the window? Yeah. See, I I can't couldn't remember exactly. Um... At which point, Maeve, because there is a point where Maeve sort of suddenly twigs and goes, "Oh, we're not you. We're not really here. We're in the Sublime, aren't we?" Yeah. So, uh, uh, but I couldn't remember whether that was sort of before or after. I think like, it's after the, the drinks offered. Y- yeah, yeah. So, so she sort of you know, you know at that point because I'm sure it's at that point she kind of mentions it. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, this, this is sort of interesting because we know that Bernard's been and done the sort of Doctor Strange thing and watched like you know uh, played out. It's a good comparison. Yeah. Yes, hundreds of different versions or thousands of different versions of this, um, and different permutations. And you know, it, it is. I mean, it's basically the Doctor Strange idea of <laughs> I looked at all these options and none of them were. You know, there's there's one that works. Um. <clears throat> So yeah, I mean, it is they've they've kind of ripped off Avengers for that, really. Mm. But yeah, Warner Brothers saw Infinity War because that was specifically in that film, wasn't it? Yes. And uh, said, "Hey, no, Jonathan, Nolan, Lisa Joy, can you uh, <laughs> put this in your season of Westworld? Because <laughs> this is the, this is the one show where it will make sense." 
Yes, so. I, I mean, I'm sure that's not what happened, but they, no, yes, no. it's certainly, uh, yes, they, they, I mean, it is, it's the same idea, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they could only really do this in, well, you couldn't really do something like this in Barry, it would make no sense at all, uh, <laughs> or, or like, I don't know, Game of Thrones or something, maybe, Yeah. Uh, whenever when that's coming up. Uh, but no, that's a pretty good scene. Uh, chaos is starting to happen, but again, these are just scenarios kind of playing out. Uh, then speaking of Akichita, uh, do you do you understand now where all this is going? Akichita asks. Um, I do like him as a character. We just haven't really seen a yeah. lot of him. So uh, I remember there was an episode in season two, was it? I think uh, the black and white episode that kind of focused on him. That was uh, a pretty good one, if I remember correctly. So uh, Bernard says he does and that it that he sees where it all ends. Wasting no time on the Bernard May front, uh, the episode quickly reveals uh, what's actually happening and where they really are. They are in the Sublime themselves, watching different outcomes play out before an enormous machine attacks and kills them. Um, this time around, Maeve kills the attacking machine, after which Bernard tells her they must reach Hale's tower. I like the whole tower stuff in this season. I think that's been... Really interesting the way that that's been implemented. So, uh, if they want to save the world, Maeve joins him on one condition that he reunite her with her daughter when it's all over. That's, of course, one of Maeve's big goals. Um, I think we last saw her daughter season two, I think. I don't remember seeing her daughter in season three. No, well, I mean, because the daughter went into the sublime, and I don't think we've seen this since then. No, no. That was, what, season two, so. Yeah, that was when they were dealing with some of that. Because uh, William was involved in that as well. Uh, again, this is cool stuff. Again, this is going through the outcomes, but this is when it sort of heads to a well, somewhat of a conclusion in a way for <laughs> at least at least the set pieces. The the only the only part of this I got, and this is more just obs- I'm not nitpicking. I'm just doing observations. The only part that really sort of like threw me a little bit was like you get the two different robot attacks, and at one point Bernard says like, "Oh, we got killed by a flood," but they didn't quite sort of show that. So uh, that was that was interesting the way that they played out. But you understand what's kind of going on here once they reveal what's happening. Um, yeah, any thoughts on this stuff here? Uh, no, I mean, you know, it's it's nice to sort of see a little bit of, you know, the variations that, that Bernard went through to get to this point and how much he has been planning this out, which makes you sort of think, you know, as I say, he knew he was going to die, whatever happened. So you sort of think, well, wouldn't you just make a copy of yourself to come out and, you know, make sure there is a version of you in the sublime and and send a copy of you out to go and do the work, mm. you know? Yeah. So, we do. We do so see... at least if it fails, you could go and do it again, you know? Yeah. We do get a scene of him walking through a door at some point. Mm-hmm. So, and that was before he gets shot in the episode, because that was like right at the end of the episode. So, right, yeah. uh, we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but good stuff. Um, again, Maeve being cool, Maeve, Bernard being cool, Bernard, and Akitra is uh, cool as well. So, that's good. Meanwhile, Christina awakens with Teddy sitting on the, uh, sorry, sitting at the foot of her bed. Uh, she expresses confusion and remorse, uh, unable to fathom why she would create such a hellish. Existence for so many existence for so many people. Uh, Teddy explains that she has many sides and that Hale is one of them. <laughs> uh, Christina leaves the room and attempts to uh, drown herself in a tub. Not only does she not die, but she emerges from the water different. 
Um, yeah, this was a really interesting scene because, like, you saw because she lays down in the wall, right? You see the bubbles pop up and all, come up and all that sort of stuff, and times like ticking and ticking and ticking. Um, of course, with different people, it would take a different amount. You can every, each different person takes a can hold their breath for a different amount of time, right? So it's not always like a, a set amount of time. Um, but you know. 10, 20, 30 seconds or so goes by, more and more time just ticks on, and Teddy's sort of saying about, you know, he's concerned because it's gone very quiet and she's in the bathroom and, you know, that's a bit concerning. Um, So she can't, we don't know if she can't die, but she can't seem to drown. So well, that sort of makes sense. I mean, she's... Right. A... Does, that mean she, does that mean she can't die, though, or just that she can't specifically drown... Well, given what they say later, that sort of makes sense as well. I mean, I, it's right with this particular thing. It is, it is like also a case of. I mean, firstly, trying to drown yourself quite difficult, I imagine, because your body will do everything it possibly can to not let you drown. It'll alert um, you, yeah. Yeah, and you know, we'll try and kind of pull you out of the water. So you're, I mean, it's it, it's one thing to drown in a river or somewhere like that where you're being held down, but trying to drown yourself in a bath is, I suspect, not very easy to do. Um, but you know, that aside, um, you... I, I did wonder whether this was going to end up being some sort of you know turn it off and on again situation. Where she sort of, she does sort of drown and kill herself, and then the person that came back out was going to end up being Dolores. But um, it wasn't, didn't seem to be that. No, not quite. So, um, they, now, they don't bring this up in, in in this scene or in the episode. But I, I know what you just explained about a human trying to drown themselves. Yes, exactly. Could it work? It probably works different because she is a yeah. is a host. So her like 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 literally her body is. Not the same as a human. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think in in the in the case of a host, yeah, I would think there's no reason they should be able to drown themselves. I wouldn't have thought because mm. they don't technically breathe. So you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but like mechanically and everything with that scene, that was quite interesting. But yeah, she emerges from the water differently, and then we uh, come back to them later. Uh, back in the Caleb prison, Hale and William uh, regard their uh, scruffy science experiment with amusement. Uh, Hale then tells Caleb that she's shutting down the cities and placing people in cold storage. Uh, she puts her entire evil plan on the table. Uh, use him to lure the rebels um, there so she can snuff them all out once. William listens nearby, visibly disturbed. If William is disturbed by something... Yeah. Then you know it's then you know it's bad. Like because William's a bad person. Um, depending on which version you talk about, but for the most part, they're usually bad versions of the of the character. Uh, especially this version. If this version of William is disturbed by something, then it is quite bad. Uh, which was interesting to see. Things uh, escalate quickly from there. Frankie, Stubbs, and the surviving rebels reunite with Bernard and Maeve near this uh, near New York City. Uh, Bernard says goodbye to Stubbs, who he claims won't survive the coming battle. Cheers for saying that, Bernard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stubbs hugs him and tells him to win. I want to talk a little. I want to mention a little note about a later scene that connects to this. There's a a part 
because he, he mentions this to Stubbs, right? Says you're like, because he gives him this look, and Stubbs is like, hmm, what's like, what's what's going on? What's up? Because he knows about you know Bernard knows stuff, and he looks at him very concerningly when he's saying goodbye goodbye to him. So that's not a good thing. There's a bit later when um, he closes like you know one of them sort of fence type gate things, and mm-hmm. people try to shoot at him, and the bullets sort of don't do anything. And he sort of like the the bullets. I don't know yeah, where the bullets see, went, and, I, he, and then they, nothing happened to him, and he smiled and he walked off. So yeah, you see, Bernard didn't specifically say to him that um, he would die. He he just he sort of implied it, but didn't specifically say it. And Bernard, it's possible that Stubbs kind of got the wrong end of that. And Bernard was saying goodbye because Bernard knew he was going to die and not survive it. So I I do wonder if, you know, or maybe there was a chance that Stubbs would die, but Bernard knew definitely he was going to die. So it was going to be a goodbye, but the other way around. And Bernard didn't correct him, but I, I don't know. I suppose an important thing to remember with Bernard is because he sees different. He doesn't just see one timeline that's like this is exactly how everything's going to go, does he? He can see multiple timelines. He just doesn't know yes. which one's quite going to play out. Yeah. So I suppose that plays a part in that. But I just thought that was interesting. And then later on, there's like because I don't know where where those bullets specifically hit, but even if they did hit Stubbs, they didn't damage him, and then he smiled and and ran off in yeah. a, in a later scene. So. Yeah, again, Westworld is Westworld, so, <laughs> you know. Sometimes you just have to put the stuff down to that, that you, you look at a scene or you, uh, where a character says something, and you're like, yeah, it's just Westworld being Westworld. So, uh, but no, I thought this was a pretty good scene. Um, I like most of these characters. Good that this is all kind of coming together. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't have much here to say about the pale Caleb stuff, because that plays out a bit no, later. No, I mean, it's sort of, yeah, it's... Hale, as you said, putting the entire... I mean, doing the sort of evil villain thing, basically, and and just sort of, here's my evil plan. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, the interesting thing with this is sort of William, um, not so much disturbed about... His concerned look. Yeah, I I think he's concerned, but I think he's more concerned of, like, you know... The, the whole the whole idea of she basically wants to upload everybody wants everybody to just shake off their their you know um their bodies and be uploaded into i mean some sort of virtual space where she is the overlord i mean that that is essentially what she seems to be trying to do and william obviously thinks that's a terrible idea which is kind of understandable and rather likes being in his body and, and mm-hmm. you know, and and having the humans around and that sort of thing, even if they do have control of them. So, yeah, I, it, it's sort of... I, it's, I can see why he's uneasy about that. It sort of makes sense for that character. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, good stuff there. Um, again, the, the look from William is interesting and it's good to see these people uh, reuniting, reuniting, which was good. Uh, Hale sends the world an encrypted message explaining that she, uh, wait, is this next paragraph? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, encrypted, uh, 
message explaining that she and her kind are leaving humans behind. Um, it's not the worst idea in the world, given what some of us are like, but uh, I suppose it's a, a Thanos-type thing-ish here. Uh, evolving, she calls it. Co- concurrently, the William copy visits the original again. Uh, host William asks OG William what he would do. William simply recruits, repeats the question to his copy, um, telling him it doesn't matter which of them defeats Hale because they're the same. The William copy then uh, stabs the imprisoned original in the chest and leaves. Um, and leaves. We'd say OG William is dead because he definitely looks dead, but we know better than to put too much confidence in any Westworld-related observational theory um oh, well yeah william will be back in the in the show well he still is by the end of the episode so um this was a little bit sort of i mean there's lots of different references you can put towards this this is a bit like toy story 2 uh i can't believe i'm bringing <laughs> up toy story 2 in a worst <laughs> podcast <laughs> of, of the whole like okay. i'm buzz like yeah no i'm buzz like yeah type thing um which is which is interesting I, I saw a video on youtube yesterday actually i was watching some toy story stuff because of course i was and this video suggestion came up. It was like a 30 second thing. And somebody had animated the Lightyear human version of Buzz. Next to the toy version. And they were doing the whole I'm Buzz Lightyear thing. That was, uh, <laughs> that was pretty fun. So, but yeah, this reminded me of the scene in a little bit in Toy Story 2. It's not the exact same thing. Where it's like, you know, two kind of copies of uh, of people uh, debating about what to do. Uh, this was good though. Um, with what's kind of going on here. And the William stuff being pushed further i thought was uh i thought was good again we have to remember this is after um of course he's found out about what uh hail um has uh got planned so yeah kind of cool stuff uh what did you think of this uh this scene it was sort of interesting that the you know the the sort of og william basically almost goading the host into sort of stabbing yeah. him which is understandable i mean the poor guy's been like strapped in that machine for the past hundred years or whatever it was you know time, 50 yeah. years um so i sort of get what he was doing I, and and essentially saying you know well you're a copy of me so it doesn't matter which one of us do it you know you you should know what to do you know what i do you know you are a copy of me so do what i do and, and that sort of inspires him to actually kind of become the man in black again. Um, and, uh, yeah, like I say, he seems to have killed off the original. I mean, we've seen this before. I I would say he's dead at this point because he certainly looks dead, you know, because there's a scene later on which looks like his corpse is there. But, I mean, who knows at this point? Hmm. Yeah, I wonder... Because the way that you, well, back yourself up in Westworld is literally by making a backup version of yourself, right? Uh, that's how you do it. So I wonder if Hale has already done that somewhere, possibly. Well, well, yeah, but I mean, we've we've already got there will be backup versions of William, presumably somewhere. Um, you know, I mean, there were copies of all sorts of people floating around. Because once you've been copied, I mean. It's just, you know, once you've made a copy of something, it's fairly easy to make another copy of it. Yeah. So, you know, um, which is how we ended up with a whole bunch of different Doloreses. And, you know, so it seems quite likely that there would be a backup copy of William somewhere else. So, I mean, Ed Harris, uh, he, he's still going to be in the show. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, um, is well, whether he's, well, he's whether in the, the end uh, of the episode anyway. So, well, well, yeah, exactly. You know, Ed Harris is still kicking around. It's whether he's, uh, it's whether that original version is finally actually dead or not. Mm. Um, who knows? So, I mean, I always assume throughout all the seasons that there's a copy of everyone somewhere. That's how all these characters come back in the, in the first place. Mm-hmm. So, which has basically happened throughout the show, anyway. So, because that's the that that's where that's where Westworld is a bit different to other shows. Because I, unless you're talking like the comic book um, multiverse stuff, like where you can kill off a version of Wells in the Flash, which isn't a spoiler because that's happened loads of times, or mm-hmm. or that character that version of that character leaves or something, and then then you just get another one from a different Earth. That's like the only similar. Because like if somebody dies in Walking Dead or something, or in 24 or something like that or game of thrones there isn't like a multiverse or copies of those people so yeah like the the comic book sorts obviously they do it in the mcu and things like that as well um when you've got slightly different versions of people um but i suppose that the interesting difference here and the thing that separates westworld arguably as a show is like um because those are those are kind of, well they are they are variants slash sort of anthology ver- versions of of different characters because i mean if you look at mm-hmm. like the the other similarity to that, I suppose, is the Spider-Man stuff, where it's like, okay, you've got Toby's, Andrews, and Tom's Spider-Man. They're all called Peter Parker. They're all Spider-Man. They're different ages, but they've had, like, different lives and stuff. So mm-hmm. it, it's a bit similar to that, I suppose. Like, if you look at Christina and you look at Dolores, who we'll talk about in a minute, um, she's not lived the same life or anything, but she's got sort of memories and stuff. So, again, it's pretty cool stuff. Um, it does mean that you can, you know, have an episode where you kill off, like bernard and a bunch of other people and they'll still be in the future um episodes and seasons so yeah uh but moving on from all of that christina asks teddy what dolores was like and he tells her um that while dolores was kind she could also be cruel she got a little bit um carried away i suppose we could say by the end of season three carried away yeah um could be cruel uh the world was cruel to her and she outgrew the stories um she performed for other people together teddy and christina storm olympiad entertainment uh by storm quote unquote uh we mean sorry by storm we mean christina politely commands an employee to pull the fire alarm then she orders everyone in the building except the writers to uh vacate she has the writers destroy their stories and then she uh descends to olympiad's uh lower level there she discovers caleb and has him released we'll continue with caleb in a minute uh, yes, yeah, was pretty cool. I I've wanted to see more of that office because again, I want to see like okay, what well, I mean, we know what's on the computers; it's people's stories. But um, I I suppose it, if if you introduce that in episode one and you're now in episode seven, even though that's something I would have been interested to see more because it's a cool idea, like these characters going up to these futuristic computers and making stories. Um, it clearly hasn't been fully relevant to the show because otherwise they would have shown it off more so that's fine but it's been, it would have been cool to to see more of that stuff um but yeah this is uh this is uh christina doing um this thing which is uh destroying everything like that i was just thinking while reading this because teddy here is talking about you know basically season three dolores season sort of two and three dolores uh specifically three i guess you could kind of compare the like not Christina but Dolores's story to like Wonders from the MCU. Mhm. A, a little bit of sort of she didn't want to 
do what she ended up doing, but because of the way events played out, and obviously, you know, with Thanos and everything else that's happened, uh, and obviously everything in Doctor Strange, it just takes somebody down that path, which is kind of a bit what happened with Dolores in a way, um, which is uh, which is interesting. Anyway, what did you think of this scene? So, um, yeah, I mean, the, the interesting to hear him sort of talk about Dolores because you know, as I say, Dolores is not there as far as we know i mean that version of dolores appears to have gone um so it does seem to be christina um whether dolores is buried somewhere underneath everything we'll have to wait and see um i do wonder whether that character is going to pop back up at some point um but yeah i thought this was quite cool you know goes in sort of gets the you know, no violence directly on her part. She just gets uh-huh. them to sort of destroy the uh, terminals, which was mm. kind of cool. And, you know, gets Caleb released as well, which is nice. That's what we want. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, so that was good. Uh, do you kind of, what, what do you think of, like... Because I've said what I want to kind of see from Westworld is cool stuff happening because it's a sci-fi show with cool futuristic tech stuff. Um, did you want to see like more of the office, or would you, was you okay with like what we saw? No, I was I was fine with what we saw. I'm I'm not, you know. I mean, yes, it's nice seeing some of the futuristic mm-hmm. tech stuff. It's sort of interesting, but I'm not that desperate to to see, you know, loads of it necessarily. I'm, you know, it's fine. Cool. Uh, Frankie and Stubbs also infiltrate um, Olympiad and discover human Williams corpse question mark <laughs> yes <laughs> frankie insists they try to help him but Stubbs, recognizing william interesting uh says whoever did this to them um whoever did this did them a favor did, this, did them a favor yeah can't read today uh moments later uh caleb attacks a um attacks both of them and pins frankie against the his uh glass cell she tells him who she is uh angering him further she quickly recalls moments that only she could know that's a good thing to do when you're trying to get somebody to recognize you and uh caleb tearfully realizes who she is and they have a very nice reunion yeah um we haven't had a lot of nice moments this season it's been sort of people getting controlled and people you know telling us about what's going to happen to people in the future and it's been a bit doom and gloom this season um yes caleb being like caleb being captured and bernard saying people are going to die and um dolores hale trying to control people and William sort of trying to do the same thing. Um, but this was a nice moment in a otherwise quite bleak sort of season with Caleb and, uh, and Frankie in the reunion and everything, which was, which was nice. So that was good. Um, I like the fact that Stubbs recognized William as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Cause one, one thing we've talked about is sort of, cause I suppose, I suppose again, when you're doing things like different copies of people, different versions of people, when you get up to season four and you've had a bunch of episodes or even season two or three and you've had a bunch of episodes, who's going to start recognizing who? Who's going to remember what about what type of person? I mean, we had some scenes. We've had some scenes in the season so far with Teddy saying about like, this is what the other version of you sort of Dolores was like. And he remembers that. So you can you can kind of put some connective tissue together there. Um, so I, I thought that was kind of cool. So. Which was good. And there's also, I suppose that's the tie-in sort of like, instead of them helping William, it's like, hey, I recognise who this guy is. We can just leave him here. He's kind of an ass, which he is, let's be honest. Yeah, he so, is, yes. Yeah, because he's always basically out for himself. 
Uh, but what did you think of the scene and the parts in it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if of course Stubbs wouldn't like you know help William out. There's no reason why they should. Yeah. So yeah, make, makes sense. Uh, the reunion between Frankie and her father, in, well, in quotes, because again, he's also a host at this point. Um, and I mean, she obviously sort of realizes that he's a host, but it is also her dad. So I mean, yeah, and and. So, I mean, that's sort of an interesting thing for her to deal with because she's been fighting against the host and then suddenly, you know, her, she must realise because he's not aged at all. So she obviously realises he must be a host yeah. at that point. Yeah. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what and how that play out. Also, I mean, he's in a time-limited body, or certainly he was. So uh, yeah. presumably if Caleb's... Caleb's either going to end up dying by the end of this entirely, or they are going to be able to take his uh, pearl out and reprint him a, you know, another body, or he's going to end up in the sublime. I mean, possibly. Hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've left myself a note here. Read the three paragraphs above altogether. So I'm going to trust my past self and, 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 and do that. <laughs> We're doing a Westworld here ourselves. Uh, I, I left a copy of something for my future self. Uh, meanwhile, Maeve and Bernard approach the tower. On the way up, Bernard re- reveals that there's no way they can win, but that they need her help anyway. Uh, she pushes past him, um, her expression unreadable, uh, so she's not kind of happy about that. Uh, let's preface this next bit by saying that the next few minutes of Westworld pack in some of the best, most in- most suspenseful moments in the series. Then it says, ready, set go uh Maeve confronts uh Hale mid transcendence she's looking looking to sort of get her head open and that sort of thing uh leading to a it says brutal fight it was a fight so uh one that uh crashes them both out of the window I thought that was kind of cool uh, and continues in the water feature outside by the plaza before either can deliver the finishing blow William appears out of nowhere to shoot Maeve in the head before uh murdering Hale as well um, he leaves their bodies in the pools surrounding the tower, which is uh, cool. Yeah, this is pretty good action stuff. Um, so yeah, she stops Hale. I mean, that version of Hale is let's put in quotes dead because they get these two characters get shot in the head. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that the action scene here was pretty cool. Uh, it's interesting when like a knife is involved. You think like you know is one of them mm-hmm. going to slide over to it or? One of them's going to land on it or something like that. So that was uh, quite good. Um, now, I'm not a visuals person. I've said this on multiple episodes. I did think the the look of... I don't know, a bit of the like outside look of the city mixed with how good the water kind of looked. I know it's more of a video gamey sort of thing when you're like, oh, how good does the water look in the game? It was kind of an interesting design, I thought. And that, like... It, I don't know, it added a little something to that, that scene. Them sort of being in the water and everything just added mm-hmm. a... A bit of a different element. Plus, you got the possibility of like, is one of these characters going to try and drown the other one, or you know, you got different sort of tools you can use, which I thought was cool. Um, you've also got Maeve that she uh, kills one of the uh, guards. Let's call them that, which is yes. uh, which is pretty good. Uh, but yeah, overall, some some really good action scenes, and uh, yeah, we see William leaving um, to go to the tower. So we'll follow up with that in a minute um so yeah this is basically a, lo- a kind of a long action scene what did you think of it 
Yeah, I enjoyed this. It was nice to see the two get faced off. I, I think the the surprising bit of it is, you know, there's this face off between these two big characters, and that fight sequence goes on for a little bit, and then just William just turns up and shoots the pair of them, <laughs> which I just thought was like that's an interesting kind of little twist of uh, you know William kind of going on this rampage or beginning this kind of rampage was very much a sort of, oh, okay, they've got the man in black back. Um, you know, which which is a character that, I mean, we haven't really seen for, uh, you know, since, what, last season, maybe? Season two um, You know, that sort of, yeah, maybe season two. that The, the sort of game playing, the, the one that, one last game that, thing, that yeah. version of William, yeah that version of William that was sort of you know playing games and was uh, and and was only really interested in the game and was interested in the kind of hunt of it not you know uh, and not so much in all this other stuff that he's now got roped into it's gone back to a much purer form version of William which I rather like I think that was a really cool way of introducing that character back in of having him just shoot a turn up and just shoot two people in the head you know and two major characters as well mm-hmm. um yeah i'll talk about the william specific stuff in a minute once we read this next bit and then you've got just the uh um what's it called christina scene so uh we'll continue with that uh william then intercepts bernard who is recording on his tablet what seems to be uh, instructions William shoots him uh, to uh, as Bernard bleeds out he shoots him a couple of times as Bernard bleeds out uh, scenes from his chat with the Kichita reveal that he never expected to survive the war and then uh, it says there is no scenario in which I survive uh, William shoots uh, him for a third time I think the third shot's in the head isn't it which after which Bernard appears to vanish into the sublime there's a quick little scene where he opens the door and goes through it uh, William then uses the tower Towers controls to override Christina's influence and compel every person in the city to kill each other. Again, purge William. This is, you know, what he's kind of all about and the, the one last game thing. Uh, and then it says that means every major character is now in immediate danger. Um, yeah, immediate danger until one of them dies and then comes back as someone else, which again <laughs> is a Westworld thing. So I'm not moaning about that. Uh, I don't quite know how I feel about this version. Um, season 4 preview and I was kind of like, I'm ready for something fresh from William, which I've gotten this season. We've got like the different versions and the, like the business sort of version, and then the, the the OG one that was put into that machine, um, and then this one's kind of been hanging around. Um, I think they could use him differently in, in this scenario. Maybe I don't think it's going to be cause, cause the specific thing that I got tired with from William was I'm gonna just sort of trudge around these woods and just keep shooting people it just got a bit old at a certain point so yeah you're not going to see that exact same thing obviously if they're in a city anyway so they're in a different place because i don't mind the part of that character that's sort of like one last game purge thing and he's going around shooting people which he's already started doing in this episode um i just want them to do something a little bit different with that character which probably happened here it was just sort of I don't know, you had a couple of versions of William floating around in this season, and this was sort of my least favourite version, but again, you've got a different scenario that he's in, so maybe that will help that. 
Um, but when I said at the beginning there was like two things that kind of bugged me about the ending, this was sort of one of them, and then the other one is is coming up in a minute. Um, but what do you think of this version of William kind of coming back, but in a different sort yeah, of scenario? I, I understand why, um, but because I think the issue you had was it was him kind of all about the game, all about the game. I need to, you, you know, um, uh, the the thing about. Um, you know, the, uh, uh, Ford had set up this sort of game within a game which he was chasing yeah. for the first two seasons. And and I can understand why, at the end of that, you were kind of glad to get rid of that character. Whereas yeah. bringing him back in this context, I think he's, he's kind of interesting. Um, you know, the, this version of, of the Man in Black in a very different sort of situation and setup. Um it's it sort of it is bringing back kind of that version of William, but very, you know, set out in a slightly different way. So I'm I'm sort of all right with them bringing this back right now, and I think the way that they introduced him with like him basically murdering three key characters, um, it was was kind of a fairly sort of strong statement of intent i guess uh you know mm-hmm. with, with the the way that they brought him back so i'm sort of interested to see what they do with him in this context now um and i think it will be different enough for you not to like get upset by it you know <laughs> yeah yeah um but touching on the point you just made there it was just that specific like oh ford and the game and william it had gone on a bit too long as well yeah. I think, uh, and by the time they got to season three, they're in a different setting and stuff, so it was better. But yeah, we'll see what they do this time with him. Um, pro- that'll probably only last for one episode, won't it? Because again, we have—I mean, we don't really know where we'll be, where we'll be next season. But um, this whole like him doing one last game thing and Dolores is still out there—you'd um, guess that that would conclude next week because it's the season finale. So we shall see. Uh, as mm. Caleb. Uh, as Caleb, Frankie, and Stubbs attempt to escape, a rioter shoots Frankie, non-fatally, I think, in the, in the knee or something. The three get away, but only barely in other parts of the city. Uh, Teddy explains to a puzzled, desperate to intervene Christina that people can't see her because she's not real. And then it says, dun, 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 in, in the notes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the scene I was mentioning earlier about Stubbs, like, because there's this shootout thing that happened and the sort of purge begins and the three of them have sort of caught up in it. Um, yeah, so that they go past this, this gate, this sort of like fence type gate. Stubbs is the last to go through. He goes through the gate. He goes to close it. Some people try to shoot him. There's about three or four bullets that get shot. I think a couple of the bullets hit the actual fence. I don't know where the others actually went. He didn't seem concerned about it at all. Um, he didn't get hit. He didn't react to anything. And then he smiled and ran off. So he <laughs> ran off to run after everybody else what did you think when you saw that um i see i I wasn't sure whether whether they actually whether they just missed him and he was it was more surprised at the fact that uh oh i survived um and he was expecting to die at that point so I'm not sure whether it was whether it was just that, you know, because he'd assumed from what Bernard was said that he was going to die there, and he didn't. Um, mm. uh, so I don't know whether it was just that or whether there is something else 
going on with it. Um, I'm not sure. Possibly both. Uh, yeah, well, yes, possibly both. The, the the really confusing thing is the sort of she's not real. Because, I, I mean, are we saying... So, is that bit playing out in the sublime, maybe? Is is that what? I, so I, 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 I don't, I, I don't quite understand. Or is she part of the control mechanism that they've been using to control the humans? So she's actually some sort of computer program, and you know she isn't wandering around in the world but she you know she's had conversations with her roommate and uh, so i i don't know i'm i'm very confused as to it it, it was only after she because she tries to say like stop and she doesn't say seasonal motor functions but she tries to use voice control stuff um i think i wasn't there a bit when you know when william's walking away from the tower Mm -hmm. didn't it get damaged yeah, no, William blew up the tower. Right. Um, so William blows up the tower, which um, stops Christina being able to influence the people in the city using, you know, that seems to be the thing that sort of stops, you know, uses the tower yeah, to, yeah. to control, to override Christina's influence, and then sort of blows up the tower. So... That sort of implies that Christina is the tower in some ways. I mean, is that what he means by she's not real? Um, and but I, I don't then get how she's had conversations with people and like the people in the office. And uh, uh, so, what what is that? Is that some sort of virtual environment that she's in, and she's actually a sort of program running within? But I don't know. So, yes, I'm very confused by exactly what they mean by she's not real. Yeah, the, the specifics of, like, not real, I'm confused by that as well. And I'm a bit, I was a bit so, uh, okay, like, what, what, what does that mean now? Like, we have one episode left, what does that mean now? But I'm guessing that, I mean, did Teddy get some sort of alert that the tower had gone and then she tries to say this and then he explains that to her afterwards? Uh... Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Or maybe I, not an alert. Maybe it was sort of like he notices what's going on and thinks, oh, the tower's gone. Yeah. Because so, it has to be connected to that, surely, like, to, to, to the tower. Yeah, I so I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of confused as to uh, what exactly he meant by that. Because... She has had interactions with other people on the show, but maybe that is going to be a sort of reveal of like, you know, well, none of the people she was interacting with were real and it's in some sort of program and which would sort of explain why Teddy's there as well. Because Teddy I remember Teddy popped up out of nowhere. Last time we saw him he'd been shoved into the sublime, hadn't he? So yeah, in season two, I think. Uh, and it's never been, one. yeah, and it was never been explained how he's suddenly there. He's been on a journey. 
<laughs> yeah, so it's, that's never been explained either. So it would sort of make some sort of sense if they are still within a program of some description. But I, I, yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, I hopefully I'm sure that will be explained somehow next week. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if um, I don't know. Sublime seems to be coming up a lot this season. Is that like the end game for the show? Like, they're all going to walk in, like, are you going to do, like, a Lost-type thing? Um, where, like, all these characters walk into the Sublime? Um, I mean... Which would make a small amount of sense. Yeah, I mean, for, for all the hosts to end up having their freedom in the Sublime and, the, you know, coming to an agreement with the humans that will just, you know, will run the servers and leave them, leave them to it, you know. If if that's what the agreement is, but the difficulty with that is you're then in a situation where, you know, the humans could basically go right. We've got them all into sublime. We'll just turn everything off if you wanted to actually kill them. Uh-huh. So I, I I don't know. I, I don't know what the ultimate goal is mm. at this point. Yeah. But I mean, if the humans once they're released, um. Surely they're going to want some form of revenge, you would think. So I, I don't know. I, I have no idea what the end game is for this yet. Mm-hmm. William seems to want the purge, and yeah. others seem to want, you know, peace in some way, shape, or form. So mm-hmm. we shall see. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, there's one little bit. Uh, it says the episode ends with a triumphant William uh, copy uh, donning his signature shoot 'em up attire so the thing that we saw and strolling away from the tower as it explodes so that's the end of the episode but we kind of talked about that a bit already (laughs) that's the end of the episode um let's get in some feedback uh questions comments that we've got you of course can send yours in to matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalkuk there's contact page information in your show notes email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes in your show notes rather uh so just write in what do you think is going to happen next week um all that kind of stuff any questions comments ideas theories that type of stuff uh feel free to write in michael is first says first time long time uh you're welcome don't have much to say other than I'm confused and the show has had its time. I hope Westworld doesn't outstay its welcome and become silly. Um, there is a little bit of a consensus going on around uh, about that. I was watching a stream about um, the whole Warner Brothers thing, and it it, it was more that the stream I was watching was more about Batgirl. Uh, obviously, that was the the big news piece, and obviously this is from Warner Brothers. This show is on HBO, which is from Warner Brothers. Um, and the people on the stream, it was called Hollywood After Dark, in case anybody wants to know. It was either that channel or Three Buck Theatre. They've got, like, two connecting channels or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, in case anybody wants to go and find the same conversation. Um, so it's from that, and they were going through some of HBO's shows, and they were talking about Barry and all these other kinds of things, um, and it got uh, one of the, I think the host is called Matt Jarbo. He brought up um, Westworld. He's like, oh, does anybody watch that Westworld? show anymore because a couple of them are mentioned on the on the show about that like, oh yeah i kind of fell off after season two or three you know how people can kind of do that you know fall off after a couple of seasons which is a perfectly normal thing um and the the consensus i felt was they sort of got a bit because even back then i mean we're in season four now the consensus i felt from the conversation was like oh they got a bit sort of not annoyed with it just a bit tired 
with it, which I didn't feel then. Of course, I've openly said I still think season three is the best. Um, although in a in the few Westworld groups I'm in, they there was a poll in in a Westworld group I was in the other day, and they were they were voting on the worst season, and people voted for season three. But I think and I mean mm. it's all about opinion and that. But I still think season three is the best one, um, mainly because of the tech stuff. But I just think it's a very good season of TV. Um, obviously, season one's kind of a bit unique. Season two is a bit similar. Season three was the refreshing one, and now we have season four. Uh, but I mean I. I don't really because even though doing podcasts on a show is important in a way of like okay how many people are actually how many people are watching the show that I'm doing an episode for and I mean we've covered like the CW you know loads of people um but yeah I mean like we've said in the last couple of weeks as Ez Harris apparently hinted to in an interview like we don't expect this to be eight ten seasons or something I think it's probably got one more um and there is a, I mean, not in a silly way of like this becoming Riverdale or something, but yeah. there, there, there is a little bit of a risk of of things becoming a bit too convoluted and a bit too silly in a way. I don't think the show's hit that yet. There's still things that make sense and still things that are a mystery that's supposed to be. Um, but yeah, the, the consensus from even apparently some of the actors, people that watch the show, is like, okay, it's time for you to kind of have one more season. So yeah. Um, but uh, so, so, what do you, the specific thing is here? What do you, what do you think of Westworld? The the danger of Westworld kind of becoming silly, I suppose. Yeah, I think that that would be a problem if it go if it goes on too long. As I said, you, I, I'm not even entirely sure what you do for the next season. I mean, I'm sure they'll come up with something, but you know, assuming. I mean, as I say, I don't think it's officially being renewed, but. Um, you because you you started off in the park and that's sort of the book and then you got a second season which was also about the park and then you've got third season which ends up being them okay they're out in the world so that sort of makes sense as a natural progression this fourth season has been we've flipped it so the um hosts are in control and the uh humans have been effectively been turned into hosts and they're controlling large portions of the portions of the world. Where do you go after that? So, uh, you know, I'm that that's I'm not sure. Um, but I think yeah, you are at a point where it's like, yeah, maybe there is one more season in it. I don't know exactly what that season is, but I think if you start to step beyond that, you are really at a point of like, what what do you? introduce that would make sense you know i mean because you're you depending how you end this because we don't know how this is going to end but you you end this in a point where presumably the humans maybe get the upper hand and get some sort of control back and then there is a potentially a season after that of of sorting out how do you bring it to a conclusion where there is peace in some way, shape, or form, on on the planet, either with the host being gone completely, or there is some peace between the two sides. So you have got potentially a season to be able to do that. But I think you are at a point where you've been through the various iterations of it. You kind of have to, you know, stop. I think. Mm. Um, because I, I I think because if if you're doing that if you're doing sort of okay, hosts have been in control, hosts have 
and have been controlling humans, how much further can you take it after that? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, mm-hmm. So, so we'll see. Uh, Vicky writes in uh, with a bit of a similar email, but she's got some comparisons to other shows. Uh, I think Westworld is starting to be, I think Westworld is starting to become a little silly. I just watch it and try not to think about it too much, but I still enjoy uh, listening to you two do that work. Uh, which is, hey, you can use podcasts for that if you don't want to do the sort of like theorizing. You can listen to somebody else do the, that stuff, and yes. you know it makes you think differently about maybe the show. But that doesn't mean that you know you have to do that stuff yourself. So. Which is perfectly fine. Um, I hope the show doesn't end up like Lost or Game of Thrones. I love both those shows. Um, I still um, not really defend season eight of Game of Thrones, but like, I I do think a bit of the criticism was a bit over the top for the show of like, oh, you completely destroyed this whole franchise and all stuff, and I'm like, okay, like, you know, it, it might have it might have issues that I disagree or you know, not issues, but. You know, people people like Game of Thrones became like the worst show ever made after the eighth season, and it's like, eh, I, I, you know, that's a that's a little far. So, um, and Lost, I'm one of the few people that see the thing is with Lost. If you didn't understand the ending, you probably think, what was the point of all that? Which is fair, but even when it aired or finished airing in 2010, goodness me, uh, <laughs> when that aired, and I watched that finale, and even though I was I think I was like 16 at the time. I was like, yeah, I got, I understood what that was about. And then um, I wasn't as involved with all this, you know, online review stuff and all that sort of thing. So it was just kind of me and a few people at, at school that had, that had seen it. Um, and then, you know, years later and I started getting more into TV coverage and things like that. And it was like, oh, final season of Lost and they screwed that up. And then I went back and I was like, did I like misunderstand something or something like that? And then I went and I remember a few, I think it was about four or five years ago. I did go and rewatch the show and I watched like online videos of it and stuff. And I was like, no, I still understand the ending in the same way that I did all that time ago. Um, again, the actual ending of Westworld, of course, we're not quite at that point yet. Um, it could potentially have an ending a bit like more so like lost maybe than game of Thrones. Um, cause mm. game of Thrones, I think is just a different type of show. Um, where you don't really have the same type of things going on, because um, Lost made a surpri- had a surprisingly way of introducing not not really these same types of concepts with Westworld, but more like timeline stuff that they did in a in an interesting way. Um, Westworld could end up like that. I mean, some people could end up watching the. I mean, we could end up watching the finale of Westworld in what two years probably, uh, whenever that's going to be, and we could come on this podcast and be like, "What the hell was all that? It, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense." It, it could happen. Um, we could end up in a scenario where me or you think it doesn't make sense, but the other one of us <laughs> does. Or uh, So, y- yeah, you could end up with a similar thing of like, oh, it was that last season. Because um, that, that's kind of a bit of the consensus of Lost and Game of Thrones. is oh, it was a great ride until the end mm-hmm. sort of yeah. thing. Um, so anyway, what do, you, what do you think of like Westworld, Lost and Game of Thrones and endings of shows? Yeah, I mean, the the thing with... it. There's a difference with Game of Thrones and Lost and potentially this. There there are differences. With Lost, people didn't like the writing as such, you know, and it was an original story and they didn't like how the, you know, how they ended the show. Um, the story was in there 
it was just way too compressed. That that final season, what we all know what happened. Um, the the showrunners were offered a deal by Disney to go and make it with Star Wars, I think, which they then got kicked off of. They're not even doing anymore, yeah. Yeah, because they screwed up the final season of Game of Thrones, ironically. Um, but rather than saying, okay, well, we're going to go and do this Star Wars thing, we'll hand this over to somebody else, because HBO would have perfectly happily taken like five more seasons of the show. Um, rather than doing that, they're like, no, we want to finish it. And rushed that final season so crammed like three seasons worth of stuff into one season chopping massive bits of the story out and skipping over things rather than letting it breathe and letting it work so i i never really had necessarily a problem of where they ended up i had an issue with how they got there over that final season because it, it was the way it was structured. There was a good story in there, but it it needed to be two or three seasons, that final season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and you could have kind of gotten to the same point. I mean, Bran on, you know, not to spoil anything, but I mean, Bran ending up where he ended up, uh, debatable. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the generally, the, we kind of, the, they just bung it by trying to rush through it that was the issue i had with it um whereas we lost i think people had more of an issue with the sort of it was all a dream kind of thing um which is sort of a bit lazy that's not what happened though well yeah but that's the way that it sort of came across i think for a lot of people Mm mm-hmm um, see, the, see the fundamental part of not to get too much into other shows here but the fundamental part of that final season of Lost is understanding how the two timelines come together because if you don't understand how the two timelines come together then you're personally going to lose the, the thread of that plot and even again when I was 16 and not you know informed or whatever on, on TV and I was just watching stuff that was there even back then I was like oh yeah I, I, I get this and then like I said years later I went back and I was like oh people really didn't like do I enjoy this as much as what I did at the time, and yeah. uh, we'll uh, we'll see. <clears throat> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes shows end, people get endings, people don't, um, or the creators have got a different idea to what you interpreted from it. Uh, it just depends. But um, anyway, we still got. See, the interesting part of this discussion, we've still got a finale episode to set up. I suppose the idea of the final season of, or if it's the final season of uh, of Westworld, and then seeing how that season plays out. So. There we go. Um, all right. Anyway, we'll be back next week with the uh, season finale. Um, so join us next week for that. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we're doing on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, that's for TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. Uh, things are they slightly slow at the moment. There's some podcasts I'm due to do and things like that. But uh, I'm sorting my room out at the moment. So uh, podcast time is a bit, a bit limited. We had to sort of rearrange when we were doing these. But once that's all done, which hopefully is in a few days' time, um, I've got like a bunch of films to review and some other stuff that I want to do. So just uh, just hang in there, and uh, the episodes will be here soon. So look out for all those. But yeah, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, entertainment talk. Check out what 
we are doing. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to support Entertainment Talk, if you like what you've heard, hopefully you did. If you didn't, let us know why. But if you did like what, what you've heard and you want to hear more, you can, of course, find the podcast, entertainmenttalk.org, podcast platforms, Entertainment Talk. Uh, you can keep listening to episodes. You can also tell other people. If you think there's people out there that might enjoy our episodes as well, tell them about what we're doing, where they can find it. They can discover it as well, either by telling them or using social media. You can do that in whatever way you want to choose to do that. Patreon, $5, $10 level tier for the every podcast review options. Those are, of course, optional, uh, news, all that type of stuff. Uh, David, what's happening over in your corner at the moment? Uh, well, one that, we, of course, you were on, which we did uh, reviews of uh, Sandman, La Brea, and Atlanta, uh, the wonderfully stupid La Brea, and, uh, uh, yes, the new Sandman series. And um, we also did a big sort of talk about what is going on with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery in DC right now. It's a thing we dived into on the episode as well. So that's episode 351 of Geek Town Radio, and that is wherever you get your podcasts and on geektown.co.uk. And geektown.co.uk also has uh, all the US and UK, uh, UK air dates for premiere dates for TV shows, so you can go and find those. And you can uh, go and use our Never Miss feature as well on there which allows you to uh, set an alert for when your favorite shows return so you can go and check that out and there's lots of news going up on the main front page as well so that's geektown.co.uk excellent excellent nice one uh yeah geektown.co.uk geektown radio check it out and find out what's happening with your favorite show uh you can also find other people involved like bex uh you can find her streaming very regularly over on twitch trista b-y-t-e-s she's doing tomb raider classic games retro streams uh just stuff with jason bradbury um you know all that type of stuff tomb raider as well so check out what she's doing trista b-y-t-e-s and of course over on instagram and twitter as well you can also find me on twitch if you'd like to do that at etalkuk uh, you can also find the that those streams, the career mode episodes, and the game clips. I've still got to put some over on YouTube, but my PS5 is currently unplugged, so I cannot do that right now. But uh, go and look for those things over on YouTube, which is Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you for the next podcast or the season finale, whenever we hear you next or you hear us next. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>